Welcome to the Step Change podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast and my thoughts to help you with the development of your own business. But this podcast is slightly different today, is that I'm delighted to have with me Stefan Thomas. Stefan Thomas is the author of Networking for Dummies and other books, and is also a respected speaker in the space of networking. Welcome, Stefan. I like the word respected. Um, I hope I'm respected by people. That's um, no, thank you for the introduction. For, for the sake of the video version of this, that that's me. I'm the author of Business Networking for Dummies um, and a, a couple of other books, as, as, as you've said as well, um, all on the subject of networking. And as you know, Mike, I've I've lived in Oxford since I was born in Oxford in, in 1970. And I started my networking journey and continued my networking journey here. So Oxfordshire is is where I've always lived and, and always always been based. So um, I do a lot of my work all over the place. So it's really lovely to be talking to someone relatively local this afternoon. <laughs> it certainly is, yeah. And and two people that have a, a passion for, for networking. So I'm really looking forward to exploring this with you. So how do you, how do you make a buck nowadays? Then in terms of uh, obviously you've got your books and, and the speaking. Tell tell us a bit a bit more about some of the other products you've got, like the retreat. retreat. Yeah, it's a. We were just talking about this before we went live. It's it's always interesting to me to talk to people about exactly how how, how they make a living. So so for me, um, I I get an income from from the books, um, uh, writing books, and and two of my books are published. One is self published. Has been brilliant for me because I I spent one year. Um, writing one of them the first one business networking for dummies and I, I get paid for that twice a year um for, for forever now uh, an, an awful lot of my income although let's say up until march 2020 an awful lot of my income came from speaking at conferences um across europe these days which is 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 really good fun um I stand up on stage and talk about networking and social media and other subjects around it. Um, so I, I, I get paid to do that and, and, and I enjoy that as well. Plus I, I run some training events based here in Oxfordshire called, um, one of them's called the Networking Retreat, which I've run since 2015 um, from Milton Hill House um, near, near, near Didcot. Um, and that's that's been that's been fab. Um, we bring a load of business owners together from all over the UK and spend a couple of days really getting their networking and social media right. Um, since lockdown, I've also expanded that to the networking success program, which I, I deliver over Zoom. Um, really similar concept, but we we do it over Zoom over over four weeks in in a few sessions. Um, plus, sort of behind the scenes and. Uh, the bit that people don't know about me, I I work with um, a number of corporate businesses as, as well, bigger businesses um, all, all across the UK, um, businesses who've got sales teams who who need to understand the sort of communication skills and, and soft skills, which you and I call networking, but it, it sort of encapsulates an, an awful lot of things. So there you go. Um, and available for pantomime, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, and again, I've learned I've learned something new today as well. Um, so I, I really wanted to sort of go back to the start, really, in terms of when you decided to make sort of networking your life, if you like. Um, you know, I believe you sort of started a networking organisation was part of that. T- tell me what what fueled that sort of fuel and desire. Why why was networking becoming your passion? Yeah, it's. 
again, it's an interesting one. An awful lot of my life happened by accident, and and this sort of did. Um, so part one of the story, I I started working retail um, in 1983 in 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 Oxford in in Cornmarket Street in Oxford. Um, started working a shoe shop and and sort of realised then that I was relatively good at talking to people and and I knew how to build rapport with people. It, it's sometimes something that I learned earlier on. Um, 1988, I got my first full-time job, which was with an estate agent, um, Alan and Harris um, in, in, in Whitney, and, and learned a lot more about communication and rapport. And, and fast forward again to 2015, I went along to the first, 20, 2005, sorry, um, 2005, I went along to the first event that was called a networking event i'd been to certain business lunches in whitney and, and chambers of trade and that sort of thing but no one had had ever invited me to a, an actual networking event until 2005 in, in whitney um went along to to something called whitney big breakfast and and absolutely hated it it terrified me um but I kept going, got to know some of the people and some of the people that, 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 that you know as well, um, Helen Lawrence, um, the late, great Jamie McIntyre, um, and, and, and other people that have, have, have mm. been around and kept going with Whitney Big Breakfast and launched my business in 18 months later, 2007. Um, left estate agency, launched a business and kept going networking because that was a great route to market for me. But the weird thing was, I was starting to get more of a reputation for being good at networking than I was for the actual business. Um, and, and, and so I, um, I'd end, I joined BNI, I got invited to join an organization called For Networking, and people started asking me increasingly to speak about how to turn networking into sales. And, and so I started doing that and started speaking at networking events and then got invited to speak at sort of bigger business shows, first one in Birmingham and then in Manchester, um, was getting invited to speak to business shows, you know, quite a long way from, from home. Um, and then in, in 2011, the, the, the owners of 4Networking, Brad and Terry, um, invited me to join the board of, of 4N and, and become a director of that business. So for the next four years, I ran 5,000 networking events a year across the UK um, and then started getting asked to speak, as, as you've mentioned, and had to make the decision in 2015 to, to step down from that role to concentrate on the speaking. So here we are now in 2021. Um, it doesn't ever feel like any of that was particularly strategic. I started going networking to promote my business, which was a, a little local magazine, um, but was completely unable to make any money out of that. But then a few years later, started making money out of the actual networking thing that I'd done to promote the other business. Um, so yeah. I'd love to say there was this big master plan, but it was nothing like that, I'm afraid. Well, uh, yeah, it was really good to explore that way because, you know, I use the word respected, which I believe you are a respected speaker on this, this topic of networking. But I just for the listeners, I just really wanted to sort of set that framework, because then when we deep dive into some of the questions I've got for you, then it sort of sets that framework and where that, that background's come from. So first, for, sort of, for, for, uh, no, for, for anyone who's who wants to be a speaker, who wants to speak on stage, my training ground was talking at networking events you know, talking at a networking event in 
Milton Hill House, um, you know, near Abingdon and Didcot in front of five people, talking here in Whitney in front of 12 people, then finding one with 20, then finding 40. And, and eventually um, my biggest so far has been two and a half thousand people. So speaking literally hundreds of times at networking events became my training ground for, for the bigger speaking things, because that's something else that I never set out to do. And lots of people ask how to become a speaker and you don't go from zero to a hundred in, in, in seconds. For me, it took quite a number of, of years, but speaking in front of audiences um, who were very often still finishing off their bacon and sausages um, and paying little attention to me at the doing that hundreds of times is, is how I got to be the speaker. And I'm, I'm grateful and flattered that, that, that you say a, a respected speaker. I like that. Cool. That's a really, really insightful tip. Number one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm going to start actually with uh, my first question, which is really around the description of networking, because for me, networking is much more than that sort of next greasy breakfast or the glass of something at an event. So how would you describe networking when you're asked? It's it's simply the process of building your your contacts. So in in business, something that we need to do is gain new contacts and nurture those contacts. Um, some of those contacts become customers. Some of those contacts become suppliers. Some of those contacts become friends. Some of them are very kind and invite me onto their podcast. But whatever we do in business, we, we need to build new contacts. So, so talking about it from a purely business point of view, networking for me is the process of meeting and engaging with new people and then keeping those conversations going. Um, Years ago, my son, who's a musician, was, was in the back of a, my car. I was taking him and some friends to um, High Wycombe, where they were about to, to run um, an event. And, and my son, as, as well as being a musician, he knows how to rig a stage and that sort of thing. And they were asking me what it meant, this networking thing. And I said, well, it's, it's what you've done. One of you has received the phone call to say, can you run this event? And you know how to DJ an event, but you didn't know how to rig a stage. So you called my son, Joe, who knows how to rig a stage up, but he needed other people to help him. So he, and, and for me, that's, that's a huge part of, of what networking is. Um, so it's not just about meeting people you, who you're gonna sell stuff to. And you know, as well as I do, Mike, so many people misunderstand networking as just something that you're gonna do to sell stuff to people. For me, it's, the people who do my website, I met through networking. The guy who's currently writing a load of copy for, for me, I met through networking. There's a guy who edits some of my vi uh, videos based in Melbourne, Australia, who I, I met through social media. I've not sold anything to these people, but my, my business partner I met at a networking event, that they've become an increasingly important part of, of, of my life. And so networking for me is about finding those contacts, keeping the relationship going with those contacts. So, you know, so, so whenever it was six or eight weeks ago, um, Ben reached out to me to see if I would do the radio show a couple of Sundays ago. I first met Ben at a networking event four or five years ago. I've never sold anything to him. He's never sold anything to me. And yet I didn't get invited onto that radio show with, with him and you on Get Radio. Um, remember to, to, to get a plug in there. And, and then as a result of that, you're inviting me on here. And 
and and so networking can mean so many things but for me you know just meeting those people in the first place and keeping those conversations going that's the fundamental of it i guess and i wanted to explore a, a question around fear because you mentioned the first event that you went to you were fearful of um i was the first event i went to and i know many people are so what what do you think people are really fearful of when they go networking um, you know, the, the book that was written by, by Andy Lapata sums it up, um, and death came third. So, you know, people's fears, um, you know, it, uh, I think death, divorce and public speaking and death is, is, is third on the list of that. You know, public speaking is, is, public speaking is that thing that people get very scared of. But one of the things that I try and emphasise with people is that, Yes, at most networking events, you have to stand up and speak for, for 60 seconds. And at my first ever networking event, no one told me that I was going to have to do it. So not only was I not as practiced as I am now at doing it, but also it came as a com complete surprise. But that is a tiny part of a networking event. Out of a two-hour networking event, it's you know less than a minute of it. And it's also a tiny part of networking. And the, the brilliant thing is, which, which it took me far too long to learn, you don't have to be a great or confident speaker to make a success of, of networking. Those people may stand out on the day, but, but in the round, networking is about so much more than that. So, so the bit that people tend to get scared of is walking into a room full of strangers because for the first 15 years of our life most of our parents told us don't talk to and, and and then we go into business for ourselves and realize we have to walk into a room full of strangers to to do business um and then the second bit that i find people tend to be a bit scared of is the bit where you stand up and speak for 60 seconds um and it's so simple to overcome those things for for so many people um and the standing up and speaking bit is is not the most important part of networking at all okay it's very valid it's a conversation i was having actually with a client um last week whereby they were fearful of um the 60 seconds piece and we just sort of repositioned the whole networking element for them to say actually well it's go go to your networking and meet the contacts and then have your contacts with your your one-to-ones and build your relationships in that way um and you could see it's just that relief whereby it was that permission to to do your networking in a slightly different way to what was perceived because that's all you're looking to do at a networking event or all i'm looking to do is start a conversation so it, the, the, very often the 60 seconds or the 40 seconds if we have to deliver that that only needs to be the start of the conversation as as you say it's it's everything that comes after that which becomes more important so the networking event itself that's only there to start the conversation it's what we do in one-to-ones it's what we do in keeping in touch with people on linkedin it's all of that other stuff it, it's it's like advertising in the newspaper or advertising on local radio, you know, what, what you're trying to do is get people to pick up the phone and talk to you. When we go networking, we're just shortcutting a little bit of that. So we're right in front of people and starting the conversation then. And, and you, you're, you're right, once you, once you put some context about it, I'm using a lot of hand movements, which are going to be rubbish in the podcast. But believe me, if you're listening to the podcast, I am. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the round, 
you start the conversation at the networking event, it's what you do afterwards, as you said to your client, which is is at least as important. Brilliant. And, um, you know, it, you might be surprised that in my network groups with with Ben, we uh, we give people 30 seconds. Um, yeah. And my favourite my favorite saying is, if you can't say what you need to say in 30 seconds, it's pointless waffling on for 60. And, uh, and then just that 30 seconds just reframes it for people. And it's a great skill to have, isn't it, to learn how to start to talk about your business, how to introduce your business without having to go on for a, a, a length of time. Because as you say, waffling on about it doesn't doesn't help anyone at all. Um, it is a great skill to to learn, whether that's for networking or not. And, and one of the common sayings in networking is don't sell into the room. Try to, I guess, promote to people that those people in the room room know so how, how would networkers approach that in your in your view it, it's a really interesting one because a, a lot of my business comes from in the room and and for, for a lot of people particularly in business to business they're going to be interested in in the people in the room as well as that mythical exp- expression of through the room the people who who are outside the room one one of the things that that, that i talk about quite a lot is and and when i work with people as well how to get your business into transferable sound bites so what i mean by that is when when i was an estate agent um particularly towards the end of my career in whitney we the 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 firm that i worked for we specialized in in probate sales so we would literally be called in um when a house had to be disposed of as as part of someone's estate when the owner had, had died and in order to to have that speciality we needed to understand probate law we needed to understand when you could put the house on the market it, it wasn't completely clear some certain legal things had to be done we had to understand who the client was because that wasn't immediately obvious it might not be the people who were actually the, the, the going to inherit the proceeds of the will we had to understand a bit about west oxfordshire planning regulations and law because with a lot of houses if someone had lived there for a long time and if i spent all my time explaining that to people people's eyes would just glaze over as as your listeners probably are now so what we try and do is get people's businesses into tiny transferable sound bites so people understood that nigel dixon and co who i worked for in the late 90s we would get more we would sell a a probate house a house left in an estate we would achieve more for it than any other estate agent in town once we got that sound bite out there that gave us a chance of being invited in to at least value the house in in that circumstances which is what we wanted to achieve one of the things that people can really do is work on getting their message right so that so that people can not only understand their business but understand it well enough to explain to someone else I'm trying to get that concept and I'm using hand movements as well. It's almost like giving you a little tiny box where, where you're, you're comfortable to pass that on to someone else. So if, if you're at the school gates or in a pub when we're allowed or, or whenever, whatever it happens to be, and someone says, oh, I'm needed, you know, I need to talk to someone about my networking skills. We, we need to sell auntie such and such his house. You're able to say, do you know what? I know someone who, who does exactly that. And, and they've got this reputation of, so so getting your business into transferable sound bites so that other people really understand it is one thing. The other thing is that a lot of people go networking, want to get through the room, want people to refer business to them, 
And one of the greatest ways to achieve that is to find business for other people, to be the first to bring value to the relationship. And, and that's a concept, um, I dare say, Ivan Meisner, who founded BNI, sort of sums it up a lot better than me. He says, give us gain. Um, if you go out there and look for referrals for other people, those people, or at least some of those people, feel obliged to then look for referrals for, for you. So this, this mythical through the room thing, a lot of it is about helping people really understand your business and then providing value to them. And, and a lot of that value will, will come back to you. Really interesting. I love the the sound bites um, analogy. And I think, you know, it, how, is that, how does that play out on the one-to-ones in your opinion? Because for, for me, the one-to-ones are probably one of the most important parts of the whole networking piece because it's taking that relationship, that next stage further what when how do you see like a valuable one-to-one what should be in a valuable one-to-one in terms of sound bites or content it's a really interesting question because what i try and achieve in a one-to-one is understanding so much about the other person's business that i'm able to at the end of the conversation see in one-to-ones i talk very little about my business so this is a, re- a really interesting conversation to have i I know how to explain my business to people. Of course I do. But what I want to achieve in a one-to-one is finding out a load about the other person, the person that I'm speaking to, because I'm in the uh, fortunate position, although I've, I've, I've spent years putting effort into this, in that I've now got quite a big address book. Um, and I might be able to say to someone in a one-to-one, you know, based on what you've just said, I reckon... When I get back, I'm going to fire off a quick introduction and introduce you to such and such, who I really think you ought to get to know. And what I attempt to do in in every one-to-one, in every networking conversation is find out how I can help the other person. Now, that, for me, that deals with a number of things. First thing it deals with is that I'm providing value first. So no matter what happens next, I'm comfortable i'm happy that i've i've given value to the other person um it sets the the intent of the relationship that i'm not just going out there to sell to people and yet the more i do of that the more people say to me tell me a little bit about what you do um so, you know who can i introduce you to what sort of thing are, are you looking for so and, and some people don't and that's fine as well but setting out there with the intent of networking of, of how can I help other people? And, and what I did, going back to the very early days when I was running for networking in, in Whitney and in, in Hackett's in Whitney, now also mm. um, sadly non-existent, but what I, when I ran networking groups, I used to ask the other people in the room, who do you want to meet? <laughs> and then the way that I grew my networking group in Whitney was get a list, so Helen wants to meet this guy. And then I would pick up the phone and say, hey, Steve, um, my, my name's Stefan. I, I run a group of business owners in, in Whitney. We meet on a Wednesday morning. Have you heard of us? Because I've got someone in the room who, who's really keen to meet you. And, and I then, what I'd done is I'd found a contact for someone else that they were happy with me. The guy who I'd invited was, was happy with me. And guess what? I was the hub of all of that because I'd provided that value to other people. So I still sat out in my one-to-ones to see what value I can provide to them. And really bizarrely, a load of those people come back and see how they can reciprocate, um, I, I guess, for want of a better word. 
Yeah, people people get really surprised with me when I say on on the one to ones, or even when you're meeting people over a coffee, when we can have a coffee, um, is just ask first. You know, be the first to ask um, and say, "Well, I, I want to tell them about my business." No, no, be the first to ask. It will it will yeah. come round. It will come round. Because you know when you're, and, and this is where this networking thing is interesting, Mike. Because if we're at um, a, a party when we're allowed, or uh, a wedding and and you know we, we're meeting someone for the first time we'll ask about them and they will say at some point in the conversation so what do you do and and for some reason when we put the networking um, label around it people get confused and and think that somehow they have to have some sort of power expression or, or something like that and, and and actually just asking some people something about themselves it, it does the other thing which you all know it relaxes people um, people enjoy talking about themselves and then inevitably people say oh gosh I've, I've talked for five minutes tell me a little bit about you what is it that you do and then you have got the chance to tell people a little bit about what you do and and think about those transferable sound bites in in amongst that how you you mentioned earlier you know if, getting your business into 30 seconds explaining it like that if you can do that and people have then got something to, to to take away as well. Fantastic. So I'm gonna, I've, as you know, um, I, I, on my social media, I said that I was going to be uh, talking to you today on the podcast and invited people for questions. And Peter asked me a to ask you a question about how do you measure the return on investment in networking? How how do you measure the return on investment on on my relationship with you? And, and this is always a really interesting question for me in networking. How do I, I measure the return on investment on, I'll mention him again, my, my relationship years ago with Jamie McIntyre, who inspired me. I never sold anything to him. He never sold anything to me. So, so return on investment is a really interesting one. It's people try and measure it purely in terms of the sales that they make through through networking. And, and if those people want to be be right in their own head that's that's absolutely fine with me a lot of people who i probably get quite heated about this one because a lot of people <laughs> who years ago were telling me i was wasting my time um going along to networking events and oh you you know you you you're only speaking to people in i went and everyone there was in network marketing so i didn't bother with it again and now they want to know how I'm getting to speak on network marketing stages around Europe, for, for which I get paid a decent amount of money. And the reality is that I didn't judge the return on investment on my one conversation with that guy. The return on investment in having a, a really enviable list of contacts in the UK who will take my call at, at, at all echelons of business, um, that one name might not be worth anything to me this year or next year, but I may need to pick up the phone to him in a couple of years' time, and he's the managing director of a big business and so on. Um, that person who I met at, at BNI in Whitney, who was a, a very new distributor with, with Utility Warehouse, um, for example, there was no real return on investment on that conversation at that time. But when Utility Warehouse were investigating, putting me on their stage and getting me to do their networking training, they spoke to people who had spoken to me and, and said, you know, tell me about Matt Stephan Thomas, what's he like? And 
thankfully no one said the guy's an idiot he was rude to me um they all said you know he's he's all right he's always given us the time of day so so to answer peter's question measuring the, the return is a little bit like a lot of a lot of other things in 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 our business that the return is how many sales you're making how many trusted contacts and advice you've had how many friends you've made along the way because being self-employed for example, can be quite lonely. It's not the same as advertising or Google ads or Facebook ads. You're going along for a different reason. The return on investment on, you know, thousands of people that I can pick up the phone to and they'll take my call has been immeasurable to me over the years. The, the amount of business that I get from it, I'm drawing this on the screen for the benefit of the podcast listeners, <laughs> the amount of business that I get from it has also been exponential because mm. nowadays I'm going along to a networking event and someone might buy from me on the spot, but I'm also doing business with people who I've known. Um, you know, I, 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 I met Helen Lawrence at Whitney Big, Bre- Big Breakfast back in 2005 and we transacted business for the first time in 2019. Um, and we we met at Encham Hall and so on. And, and so the my return has become exponential because I've been such a fixture. I'm doing business with people I'm meeting for the first time and still also doing business with people who I've known five, 10, nowadays, 16 years along the way as well. Um, convoluted answer to Peter, but it's something that I... People try and measure their return on investment purely based on sales, sales, and I don't think that's the right thing to do. I'm glad we're in the, the same camp there. That does, <laughs> does frustrate me a little bit when uh, people say, you know, I haven't got uh, so much business, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, well, what have you done to try and build that business? You know, it's a little bit like you mentioned earlier, sort of um, paid advertising. You know, if, you, if your paid advertising didn't work, you wouldn't just sort of stop necessarily. You'd probably tweak a few things and, and change things, you know, and uh, – <laughs> Sometimes I have that conversation far too much. Um, you, you you mentioned Ben earlier, um, obviously my partner, business partner with the um, Oxford Business Community Network. And this is probably a question from Ben that he probably didn't get a chance to cover on our radio show. But it's how big an impact has your best-selling book been on your networking stock, if you like? Um, and how do you predict your career would have been differed without the book? I spotted this question on LinkedIn, and and I really love the question for for all sorts of reasons. When you mention your stock and your stock value, that's actually something that I've I've written about in the past. Your your stock value in your network is is going up or down, and 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 what people are doing to to get it to rise is really important. So. The reason that I was asked to write the book is that I'd already written a lot of content about networking um, in those days on what we used to call a blog on, on my own website. Um, I'd already done some videos, but equally I was speaking at a lot of events. So the people who published the book, the publishers Wiley, um, were able to see that I knew what I was talking about before they asked me to write the book. So I put some work into getting my stock value to rise by speaking all over the place at networking events for free and you know paying to be there um, and then being asked to speak at these these bigger shows and eventually being asked to speak at the show in London where Wiley the publishers were and that's where they got to see me and that's why they asked me to write the book because they could see from me me speaking and and then my my writing in various places that I 
in their opinion, knew what I was talking about. The book then took that to a different level because then um, from the point of view of um, Chartered Institute of Management Accountants, who I've, I, I spoke for four times, I then wasn't just Stefan Thomas speaking on their stage. It was, we've got Stefan Thomas, author of Business Networking for Dummies. And, and then no two ways about it, that then escalated my stock value and and I've carried on pushing it from 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 there um so so that made an, an important difference to my business the point that I want to make is that anyone listening has got the opportunity to influence their stock value by putting content out there in a big way like you're doing talking to another Oxfordshire business owner on this podcast like being involved in networking events you know, effort is currency. And, and, and one of the things that, that you're doing is putting effort into to building your stock value. And people ask me how long it's going to take. And the truth is that it's more about immersion than time. If people are seeing you every day popping up on, you know, their, their, their YouTube, you're popping up on a podcast, you, you're on LinkedIn. If people are seeing that, then your stock value is rising a lot quicker than the person who they only see once a month at a networking event. So it's 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 a long and thought through answer to, to Ben's question. Yes, the book took me from one level to another, but, but equally the work that I put in before I was asked to write the book got me to the stage where I was asked to write the book. So both of those things sort of helped my, my stock value escalate along the way. All, all a journey, all a journey. Yeah, um, and I love, I love that saying. Effort, effort is uh, is currency. Um, yeah, I, I, I might have to nick that one once or twice. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. Stefan. I, I could talk to you. I could talk to you for the rest of the day, to be fair, because um, it's something I'm passionate about. I'll probably have to invite you back for a part two at some point. Love to. Um, but just uh, in terms of people want to look you up, get engaged um, with you, follow you in some way. How how do they look you up? How do they contact you? No, thank you. Um, I'm guessing you'll tag me in these things when um, when you you put it out there. But they can find me, Stefan Thomas, on LinkedIn. Just just search for my name, and I, I'm pretty sure it, my my title then says author of of business networking for dummies. Um, I'm not the Stefan Thomas who lost hundreds of of millions of of dollars in Bitcoin, um, <laughs> but I, I get all his emails these days. Um, with an unusual name there is someone else who shares a name with me but but i'm the stefan thomas who's who's the author um you'll find me on linkedin you'll find me on facebook as well um instagram where i'm putting a load of 30 seconds networking tips you, you'll find me there so yeah just just go and um look me up on on any of those platforms and and you'll find me Brilliant. thank you stefan thank you again for for joining me today and sharing your thoughts and your expertise around networking Really flattered to be invited on, Mike. Thank you. So that brings a close to this latest podcast. Thank you for uh, listening to my latest Step Change podcast. Thank you to Stefan for joining us and sharing his expertise, experience, knowledge and passion for networking. Um, and just a reminder, a couple of those sort of points we've, we've been talking about today. Um, but, you know, it's not just about your 60 seconds. Don't be fearful of networking and have your sound bites and think about uh, the word that I took away is effort is currency. So please do subscribe to my podcast. Um, you'll be able to listen to it via your favourite player. 
And next time I release one of my new episodes, you'll be one of the first to know.